0: Hi, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast, where authenticity meets wellness. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missal, a certified holistic health coach and certified international health coach. In this podcast, we're diving into the heart of health and wellness, where we'll be exploring all the real, raw, and imperfect aspects of this transformative journey, while talking about all the wellness hot topics and trends that I know you guys see online. So without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to the Let's Get Real podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Missile, and I am so excited to start this journey off with you guys and embark on this journey with you guys. This is not just about my journey. This is also equally as much about your journey, and I'm so excited to embark on this with you. I, before getting into anything about the topic or me, I just want to say thank you for clicking on this podcast and taking time out of your day to listen to it. I really do appreciate it. Um... And with that being said, I wanted to share my intention with this podcast since this is the first episode um, that I really want to use this podcast to be able to foster a community of women who want to be the best version of themselves while also being happy because I think you can do both and that is something I really want to show in this podcast and talk about and explore um, that I think a lot of times I've seen and experienced in my journey that you have to be miserable you have to be hitting the gym at 5am you have to be getting like like doing all these things that i feel like can be good for you but i feel like they're presented a lot of times in more ways that i feel like a punishment or just feel like you cannot be happy at the same time and i want to be able to share that you can be your best version of yourself whatever that looks like for you individually Um, while also being your happiest self, whatever that looks like individually. I also want this to be a place where we're able to talk openly about topics, get real, as the title says, um, about all things health and wellness, and be open about our lives and be open about what we go through um and for me to share what i've gone through my experiences everything i've learned everything i want to openly talk about things that maybe aren't talked about as much things that can be for some people a little bit more taboo um but also a place where you click on it and you feel seen heard inspired motivated whatever it is but I just don't want you to walk away from these episodes feeling like I'm trying to shove in my face I am here um and that I'm better than you in any way because I'm not I'm human I've been where you are most likely or maybe you're ahead of me that that's amazing but I want this to be a place where there is I'm not shoving things in your face and making you feel bad about what you're doing and where you are in life because that's not the goal of this podcast. I don't want to entice shame into you, shame you in any way, whatever it may be. Um, I think the goal should be of any health and wellness podcast to walk away from it feeling more like you've learned something, you're motivated, whatever it is for you. And I want that to be your place where you go every single week and it can be a little pick-me-up or something, a place where you can learn about something that maybe you haven't heard about or whatever it may be. So, that's just a little bit about the podcast and, um, throughout the podcast journey, I'm sure you'll get to know a little bit about me, but before that journey really embarks, um, I want to share just a few things about myself. My name is Mackenzie Missile, If you didn't hear already, um, I'm 22. I live in the Chicagoland area, and I have two autoimmune diseases and a bunch of health issues. And I feel like that's kind of what's pushed me into health and wellness. Um, I've struggled my fair share with mental health, with sobriety, um, and um, a whole bunch of things that I'll be talking about in the podcast. And um, I'm so excited just to share my own life and everything that I've learned. Um, with that also, I want to share I am a holistic health coach. I am a certified international health coach as well. And I read um, a bajillion self-help books and a health and wellness books because that is a thing that I'm passionate about and love. Um, so I'll be sharing things that I read, things that I've learned in school, things that I've experienced and everything in between. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into the first segment of our podcast that we'll be doing every single week. It's called the Let's Get Real Habit and the Let's Get Real Hot Topic or Trend. So with these, I'm going to be sharing one habit every single week that I've been doing. I want to share, I'm passionate about, whatever the reason may be. Um, And then with the Let's Get Real Hot Topic or Trend That is a place for me to share something or my take on something I see on the internet most likely, something on TikTok that I see people doing, and I just want to share my own two cents and input on. Um, This week, the Let's Get Real Habit is something that I genuinely have been doing and been making a strong attention to do. I've done this for well over a year. I did the five-minute journal to be able to do this, and I finished one... A few months ago and i didn't repurchase but i plan to hopefully in the future just not right now i've just been enjoying free journaling and writing my own list but um enough of dragging guys along um my let's get real habit is journaling gratitude so for me that it just looks like writing three to five things that i'm grateful for in the moment and that's something that allows me it's a good practice for me to present practice being in the present moment Um, I think it's so important to take a moment to reflect on where you are, reflect on the things that are going well, and I think especially in hard times, and I'll talk about this later, that It's really easy to get caught up in everything that's going wrong and not realize there are things going really, really well and right for us. And I think it's a moment where you can take to reflect on those things and think about them and realize them and just express gratitude for them. Sometimes it makes me realize that I'm grateful for a person and that inspires me to text them, which is also something I think has strengthened relationships in my life and something that I will continue to do. I'm grateful for my gratitude practice and I'm grateful that I get to share that with you guys and I will be talking more about it later in the episode. On to my let's get real hot topic or trend. I'll be doing the ins and outs. I've seen this everywhere on Instagram and TikTok for like the last month. I know it popped up last year going into 2023 or like the beginning of it and it's doing the same thing in 2024. I know it's kind of near the end of January but... I think you could do it any month of the year. For me, my present in and outs that I'll be taking into the new year and into 2024 and continuing hopefully for the rest of my life or at least just right now in the season of my life, um, two ins for me are going to be a meditation. Um, I've been doing like, I have the aura ring, so I've been doing like the little meditations in the app, which I didn't know they had that when I bought it, which is Kinda of cool that like they added it, but it's also kind of scammy. Sorry, aura ring, but I I like your product. I just don't appreciate having to pay an extra five dollars a month. Um just to use it. But if you don't have an aura ring, they do have like in the app like meditations and stuff. I'm sure there's like Headspace, another app, and a bajillion other places on like on YouTube and stuff, you can find meditations. I've been doing like a five minute meditation before bed, and it's a great way just for me to like calm down unwind a little bit and get better sleep the other in i have is reading a daily section of the book journey to the heart by melody Beanie. um i read that like first thing in the morning and i've been trying to do that before going on my phone and i think that's been super helpful just to put like a spiritual wisdom chunk in my brain um i would really recommend it for anyone, but also especially people really on, like, a healing journey or really prioritizing, like, wanting to feel, I guess, seen by, like, whatever you want to call it, like, God, the universe. Um, For me, it feels very connected to that for me. Uh, And I feel like sometimes when I open the page, it aligns perfectly with what I need to hear and it's just been great just to have something that's not social media go into my head first thing in the morning and something I can reflect on for the rest of my day. Um, my two outs are going to be exercising every day and also eating something sweet for breakfast and that's why it's called a hot topic or trend here. Um, but I don't really believe in exercising every day. I think you can like go on a walk every day and be fine like we walk places but like i mean like doing a hit workout every day going to Barrys going doing soul cycle doing i don't even know the other places um like any any of those like classes but even like strength training like it's for me something i've learned is rest is so so important along their fitness journey and health and wellness journey and for me exercising every day was just spiking my cortisol making me feel super inflamed making me feel burnt out it was not it your muscles need time to recover so that's that for me exercising every day is out um also i said eating something sweet for breakfast i've been doing like chicken sausage like some scrambled eggs with like a little bit of like pepper jack goat cheese which has been like my favorite thing ever right now Um, And then also some like a cup of like cooked spinach with a little bit of garlic powder and salt. Super easy, super nutritious. Um, And I have noticed a difference in like my blood sugar, my energy, uh, my cortisol. I just feel like prioritizing protein first thing in the morning has been so great for my hormone health and just my overall health, my mental health, whatever you want to call it. Um, And eating sweet something sweet for me has been out because I've just noticed a difference in my body and how I feel, how I look. Eating something sweet every day was just like spiking my blood sugar first thing and making me feel like like the highs and lows and the spikes and the crashes and it just was not it. Um so I always try to prioritize eating something savory, which is kind of new for me. I always used to be a sweet person, so that's very much like a switch up for me, but honestly, so, so worth it just for how I feel. So, that's my second out. Okay, now on to the real meat of this actual podcast episode. I want to talk about shame and for me, how it has affected me. Just a explain kind of what it is because I think we've heard this word, but we might not know how to label it and how we feel and what it is. So, I just want to introduce that before really getting into it. Um, For me, shame is kind of when I'm like scrolling on LinkedIn and I see someone accomplish something or someone's like succeeds, someone's success, whatever it is. And I genuinely could feel happy for them. And I really feel like I do part of me. But the other part of me that's so overbearing is this feeling of anger almost to myself that I just feel angry that that's not me that I didn't do it that I couldn't do that that I'm not where they are and it's this like cycle of beating myself up um and for me it presents as a lot of negative self-talk I think shame for I would say a majority of us just from conversations with people in my life presents that way um and I think it also has to do a lot with like when you're not happy with your present situation or where you are in life and that's something that I want to get into um but I think it's just that feeling of it can present I feel like as anger as sadness as negative self-talk whatever it may be where it's not feeling enough or not feeling where you are is enough and being angry um And it's, like, a very heavy, 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 heavy feeling. Um, so that's kind of how I would say that I feel shame. I just feel like it's a heavy feeling. And I feel like a lot of times it comes up naturally for me when I see... When I feel comparison and when I see people where I want to be and I'm not there yet. Or... I think that, like, that's probably the main thing for me. Um... So with that, I think the first thing I want to talk about is how shame a lot of times rules our life. And we allow those heavy feelings to overbear us, overtake us, overpower us. But they exist for a reason. So that's why I said that at the beginning of this episode, I don't want this to be something you click on and feel like I'm going to explain to you how to completely eliminate this emotion from your life because that's not going to happen. And eliminating shame from your life will never happen completely. I think it comes up for us naturally. I think all emotions serve a purpose in our life. And I feel for me, the thing that I've come to the conclusion of is that shame is my sign. And this may apply to you, it may not. But I feel like for me, shame has become a sign that I need to direct my attention and energy into changing and growing and evolving so what that looks like for me is if I'm scrolling Instagram and I see someone with a six-pack okay preface everyone has different things that play a part there's nutrition there's fitness there's genes there's autoimmune conditions there's our stressors our sleep our job everything plays a part and it's intertwined but I do want to preface that But if I see that person with a six pack and I'm like sitting there and I start that cycle of shame of beating myself up for not having that and I sit there and do that. I think for me is something I've learned and am learning to translate that into is using it as a sign and a tool to really as a tool to translate that into wow I am doing this because i want that and i'm doing feeling this emotion not because it should serve the purpose of overpowering me and making me feel shitty but because it's a tool to allow me to find what i really desire in life and the things that matter to me and maybe things that i did not know right now that i wanted or needed or whatever it is so in this example of like scrolling at instagram and seeing a six-pack well maybe i can reassess my diet and say okay well i've been a lot recently and I know that when I eat home-cooked nutritious meals that aligns with me and that aligns with my fitness goals but I'm not doing that so maybe that's a sign just to like look inwards and take a moment and realize okay well this is coming up in from in me because I want this but what am I doing where I'm not here what am I doing I'm not there and When there are parts, and it's a very complex example I kind of use, but, um, I feel like life is complex, so, you should not, like, like, if you, for example, have an autoimmune condition, I P C U S. I I absolutely wanted to change my entire life, really ever since it developed that little, like, especially if you're a woman, you'll understand this, um, that little, like, pocket of fat over what it is, your uterus. And I have more of that because I have PCOS. And I could sit there and say, yes, there are other fitness goals. And that may eliminate, like, if I've gained a bunch of weight for other areas of my life. But if I'm losing all the weight and I'm still sitting there and focusing on that and shaming myself for that, okay, well, I need to surrender that. That that is something kind of out of my control and I'm doing all the things to work on my PCOS, and that's where I need to put my energy into, like focusing on treating myself. Like I said, it's kind of complex, but really what I'm saying though is shame should be like a tool that we use where we can at least, when things are in our control like that, and if you have good genes and the matter of you not losing weight is your diet and is your fitness, then maybe reflect inwards and why are you not doing that? no, don't beat yourself up for it, but why am I not? Why? What can I be doing differently to get me where I want to be? So I'm not feeling this way anymore. And I think that's an important tool to use to empower our lives and empower us to understand ourselves better, become more self-aware, not harm others because of our own internal shame. Because I know for some people, they might, instead of beating themselves up, they might comment a super hateful thing and instead of commenting a super hateful thing you can take a moment and go I'm just feeling so much shame and I'm trying I'm realizing that I'm lashing out on someone else who has nothing to do with this problem and I think that brings a lot of accountability empowerment self-awareness and control back to that situation um where you're able to look at things a little differently and figure out what you're not doing and what you can be doing differently moving forward. Okay, so that's kind of what shame is, how I feel it, and also just my perspective that I really do believe that shame, use it as a weapon against ourselves or sometimes against others, but really it should be a tool and an asset that we use to push ourselves forward and reach our goals and figure out ourselves better. Um, and also use that to also, I think, something I did mention is you can also use that to relate to others and empathize with others when you've gone through something. It makes it, I think, easier to understand and empathize with others. That is now I just kind of want to disclaimer that, again, we'll talk openly in this podcast, but I'm not perfect. And I definitely fall into traps of feeling shame and going through side goals. I think we all will experience that no matter how good you get at coping with things. Things still come up in our lives and it's about dealing with it better and giving ourselves grace when we don't. Um, So I just want to put that disclaimer that I'm not perfect. I'm human. I still experience this and I'm not an expert in shame that I never feel it anymore. I completely understand it and it sometimes does have that power over me, unfortunately, but I am feel like I've worked heavily through it and I'm continuing to heavily work on it. So that's that. Now let's jump into six steps or strategies I say that for me have helped me eliminate the overpowering sense and maybe if these things apply to you or feel like they're aligned to you, how they might help you do the same the very first thing I want to talk about is healing and letting go of the past. Because I think before you can focus on the present, you need to be able to remove yourself in the past, stop living in the past, stop beating yourself up for the past, healing deeply things from the past that are affecting you in the present, um, and letting go of those things. So, for me, something that helped me initially in the beginning of my journey was um, therapy. And that's definitely um, a personal thing for you. Whatever situation you are in life, if you're able to access it or not. If you are, I think that's great a great tool to use and access. Um, but also in my journey, I feel like it got to a point where that was not helping me as much anymore. And it was not really healing me in the ways that I needed from a lot of deep really traumatic things that happened to me and I was not able to regulate my nervous system and calm that down and I was just so dysregulated and in like fight or flight that talking through it I was self-aware of things but I wasn't um, allowing myself to properly heal. So I would say the first thing with healing and letting go this is so individual but Therapy is something that's really helpful. I would also say something that I've learned is like I believe it's called somatic movements or something like that. Somatic exercises. Um, it really is just focusing on healing your nervous system, regulating it, and that can come up in many, many different forms. Um, can be yoga, breath work, meditation, as I mentioned earlier. Um, there's Headspace for that. There's YouTube, um, breathwork, the same thing, and a lot of different outlets that are great to figure out what works for you and something that allows you to heal your body and make yourself feel safe again in the present moment because that was something that really affected me, um, that I was not able to stop these cycles of shame until I was able to feel safe in my body and that was something that really helped me. Um obviously this is kind of like a complex and individual journey so I'm just offering my best tools but again it's less about for me the nitty-gritty because whatever the nitty-gritty is that works for you that's so individual and I hope you're able to find that. The main point with it is that it's very I think common um and difficult for people to eliminate that shame or reduce it and feel like it's not over overpowering them when they're not able to stop beating themselves up for things that happened in the past and rerunning old memories over and over again. And I think personally, I've noticed in my own life that that has limited my current potential times when I was going through I have gone through that when I do go through that to grow and evolve and be who I want to be, do the things I want to do um, and can lead to self-sabotage and a bajillion other things. But, definitely focusing on healing and letting the go of the past. That's my first step or strategy. Okay, so my second step or strategy is forming a gratitude practice. And this is something I literally mentioned in my Let's Get Real Habit. But it's so, so, so good and such an important tool and asset. that is so easy. Like, I think you can write that on your notes app. Just think about it in your head. Write it down on a piece of paper where wherever you are. Um, it's such an easy tool to do and access um and use to be able to reshift your energy and reshift your focus into being in the present and away from those negative things that you're thinking, dealing with, experiencing, whatever it is, I think it's a great way just to shift your attention and energy and thoughts and whatever it is into more of a positive direction and into the things that you do have you love and the things that are going well especially if you're not where you want to be in life I think it's such an important tool where okay if you're not where you want to be in life and you want to be a CEO of a company okay that's an amazing goal that's not going to happen overnight So while you're in the process of working on it and working your way up to that and figuring out your own journey there well you maybe were you graduated college a few years ago you can be grateful for that you can be grateful and realize that you know you were somewhere else but now you're even closer to your goal So I think those things are very helpful just to taking you out of the situation and being able to reflect on your journey where you've come very far and you've come maybe not to hitting your goal exactly right now, but you are taking the right steps to get there. Um, And with that, I also want to empower you that no matter what you are going through, and I know, like, I say that understanding that especially when you're in those dark times it's the last thing you want to hear because you should be able to feel your feelings and if you are going through a hard time feel your feelings go through what you're going through and go through it but also understand that like there are moments where you're able you need to be able to be like okay I felt my feelings now I need to choose gratitude now I need to choose to be happy and joyful through gratitude of what I do have because No matter what you are going through, I really do believe you can find one thing in your life that you can be grateful for and one thing that's going well. Because I've been in positions in my life where I feel like every bucket of my life was just not where I wanted it to be and was like at an all-time low. And in that rock bottom moment, I still feel like I could find joy and I could find that happiness in something, whether that's your spirituality, hope for the future, even realizing if I'm at rock bottom, like, I can be grateful that it can literally only go up from here. That's something you can be grateful for. And gratitude can be something that allows you, and another tool, like shame, but in a different way, that allows you to Choose joy, choose happiness, and feel these things and experience those when you are going through a hard time and especially when you're going through a hard time and especially when you're going through those in-between periods where you were somewhere and you realize you wanted to go somewhere else but you're not exactly there yet and you haven't hit that goal and things aren't where you want to be in life. Um, And I think it's a really important tool that can empower you to take control of your life and... Not allow yourself to be miserable. And if you are, like, for me, this is how I feel like it connects to shame. Is if you are feeling the cycle of shame, you can stop it by choosing to, like, take a minute, open your notes app in your phone, and write three things down that you're grateful for. Because that takes you out of the cycle and out of the mindset in that moment of, instead of sitting there and thinking, I don't have this, I'm not here, I haven't achieved this, I haven't succeeded here, I'm not doing this, I don't have this, out of this, like, awful scarcity mindset this negative mindset whatever you want to call it and into this more abundant mindset where you're able to assess the things you do have be grateful for them and so when you do have more things you can feel happier for that and you can feel even more grateful for that um i think it's a very important thing that will develop you a very strong mind and being able to stop and break those moments and allow you to have happiness in times where you might not be happy okay so that was my second step or strategy of forming a gratitude practice um i think there is so much power in that and wealth i would say in that um the third thing my third step, strategy, whatever you want to call it, is forming habits that pour into you. And this is another one that's super individual. I would say that almost all of these steps are so, so individual into you. And it, you can sit here and listen to me talk about them. But you're going to have to be the one to sit here and actually apply them to your life. Like, I can tell you the things that have helped me and the things that have really, I've narrowed down are the things that have actually helped me cope and get out of that shame cycle and reduce it and feel empowered and feel like i can take the control back over that feeling but at the end of the day you can sit here and listen to this end this episode and go on about your day and continuing to beat yourself up and continuing to do that and i cannot do that work for you so these things are all individual you're gonna have to figure out what works for you trial have trials and experiments and trial and error that's what i was trying to say um because i think a lot of that in the wellness journey is really trial and error of figuring out and experimenting of what works for you what doesn't work for you what makes you feel good what doesn't make you feel good what you can say sustainable or can say consistent with so it's sustainable what isn't um it's so individual so i am going to list a few things that have helped me and that Individually work for me. They might not work for you, but I think they're very powerful and these are the most helpful things that have helped me. So, the first thing is challenging thoughts. Um, This is something I did learn in therapy. So, if you have never experienced therapy or maybe your therapist has ever taught you this or talked about this with you, um, this was my biggest takeaway that I will carry with me for the rest of my life is that every thought you have does not mean you have to accept it as like a fact. You can have um, thoughts and challenge them. And if you have a thought of, I'm being so stupid right now. But mm, am I? I can like sit here and realize I'm human and I've never done this before. So if you're like, I don't know, if you've never gone horseback riding and you decide to go horseback riding and you suck at it at first and your mind can be, I'm awful at this, why I do this, this sucks, I'm not going to be any good at it, blah, 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 blah. And that negative shame cycle and negative self-talk You can stop that and in the moment and challenge those thoughts and be like, okay, yeah, I've never done this before. I'm going to suck at this. Never, I don't have the knowledge to experience whatever it is. And that's okay. And I will learn and grow and figure it out along the way. And I will be okay. And I'm learning. And give yourself that grace to be human. And hear the negative thoughts, but challenging them into something more positive that you are not just going to accept the negativity at point blank value, especially when your mind wants to bully itself because we're not taking the bully inside your head into this year and continuing that all year. That is something I'm gonna put out there. Um another thing that has helped me is developing morning and night routines. It's been so helpful and such a helpful tool, but also something so heavily talked about in the health and wellness space where I think it's forced upon us a lot of times to develop a morning routine. But I will say this, it does not have to be three hours. For some people, that might work. For some people, it might take 30 minutes. Whatever that works for you. It can literally be as simple as brushing your teeth. It can be as simple as washing your face. It can be as simple as having a prayer, making a matcha, whatever it is. Doing those things that like make you feel good, make you feel whole, make you feel like your best self... What I recommend because when you feel good about yourself and then you're kind to yourself I think you're less likely to fall into that shame cycle and you're less likely to be mean to yourself and when you are kind to yourself I think it elevates the way you allow yourself to be treated especially by yourself it's like the same thing with dating where you raise your standards and when you're 16 and you have your first boyfriend and they treat you like shit. Then you get your second boyfriend and then they treat you even better. And then that raises your standards that I'm not going to tolerate what that person did at 16 to me anymore. I'm going to only allow what this person has. And then when you keep dating and experiencing life and experiencing relationships, that allows you to elevate your standards and elevate what you will tolerate. And being nice to yourself does the same thing because I think we all are in a relationship with ourselves. We're all dating ourselves at the end of the day and being kind to ourselves and doing that allows us to elevate those standards of how we will allow ourselves to be treated by ourselves. Something with this that I reflected on at the beginning of this year and like my literally my first journal entry was that I've experienced a lot of toxic relationships, a lot of trauma and the sorts that I will get into in like later episodes, but the thing for me that was that I wrote down was that I realized that I was a person who abused myself the most in life and I took that ownership the responsibility the accountability that I was the one that even when people did really toxic horrible things to me I could sit there and be like but I never removed myself from situations and yes that can be like not giving myself that grace but I did allow myself in certain situations to sit through them and tolerate more than I knew at the time I should have and then I allowed myself to sit there and replay those memories and sit there and go that person was right and I like like all those mean things I like allowed myself to re-experience over and over in my head and I allowed myself to like tell myself those things over and over again like I would start believing them and then I would start telling myself instead those things and having instead of that person telling me those things and that's what I mean is a really truly reflecting on your relationship with yourself and doing the things that will elevate that relationship with yourself and doing those habits that will pour back into yourself because those things will raise your standard and when I started doing that I've notice this like journey where I don't tolerate the thoughts in my head that I did two years ago because I have different habits and different routines and I don't tolerate myself to be treated the way that I did by myself um so I think part of that is having that self-awareness that reflection of where you are and figuring out as simple as like there was like when I was at my one of my lowest periods in life that I did not like I was so beyond depressed. I barely left bed. I couldn't fathom brushing my teeth. And I really felt like, part of me felt like I didn't deserve that. And looking back, like, when I started just forcing myself to do that, even when I did not want to, it got to a point where I didn't think twice about it anymore and like even if I did have a bad day and I maybe felt those same feelings, I wasn't gonna allow myself to be treated like that anymore. And I wasn't gonna allow myself just to like pump myself through that. Like I knew that my oral hygiene would be affected and all these different things. And I didn't want to put myself in a position to get a cavity or something like that. I didn't deserve that. I didn't want to go through that. So even if I felt depressed, I was gonna get up and brush my teeth. So it's simple as that we're like you elevate your standards for yourself, and you elevate what you'll tolerate when you do those things that make you feel better and make you feel like yourself. Um, pouring into yourself is so important, and whatever that looks like to you, and wherever you are in your journey, it's as simple as brushing your teeth, and that's why I reflect back on that, because there were periods in my life that I was not able to do that, and you're not alone if you're not able to do that right now. I think so many of us have gone through that, so you're not alone, um... Even if your mind tricks you into feeling like you are. Okay, so that was my third step or strategy of pouring into yourself and finding habits that pour into you. Um, My fourth thing is going to be setting goals. Because I feel like once, and I really do feel like when I explain these strategies and steps, if you follow them one by one by one. And I truly mean it. Like, for me, it took... And also, don't give yourself, like, a timeline you have to accomplish these things by, or, like, said deadlines, because for me, I did not know when I started my healing journey how long it would take me to, like, really let go of the past, and there are still things I deal with with letting go of the past, but, like, majority of the work I had to do to get myself to be able to be in the present was letting go of the past, and healing, and working with a therapist, and doing the things that allowed myself to feel safe in the moment, and... Disconnect myself from those things. Then it translated into like, okay, I'm not thinking about the past, but what the fuck am I like grateful for in the present? Like, what the hell is going on in my life? What's going well? And I got out of the past and my focus was on how shitty things were in the present, so I needed to reshift my focus. Okay, once I'm able to be like a little bit happier in the moment, then I feel a little bit, my baseline increase, and I'm able to pour into myself and I'm able to form habits of pour into myself. And when I do that, then I can also simultaneously feel more grateful for the things in my life. And I feel like when I explain these things, I hope you understand they are all connected. If you follow these things and you figure them out for your life, they will connect and they will stack up on each other and they will take you to where you want to be in your life and your journey. I really do believe that because it has helped me transform my life upside down in the best way possible. So my fourth thing is setting goals because once you're able then to have these habits, have these routines, be grateful and know how to tolerate like and handle and cope with these moments and stuff, you're able then to set goals for the future. And when you're able to let go of the past, put yourself in the present and be Happier in the present, you're able to maybe think about the future more hopefully. And when you're able to do that, you can set goals. And when you're able to set goals, that also provides more future or more hope into your present for the future. It also gives you something to distract yourself with, it gives you something to focus your attention on, and really just like put all your energy and attention into that. Where then that can also help you not focused on the past but for me at least it was very important to heal first and let go of the things of the past because they were preventing me from focusing on the my goals as much as i wanted to so with setting your goals and with my step strategy whatever you want to call it set goals just a few and i would say for me i like to do this sometimes weekly sometimes monthly sometimes bi-weekly sometimes every other few weeks whatever it is I've done it daily at times, where every single day, I'd go through eight buckets in my life. My mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health, my financial health, my environmental health, my social health, my occupational health, my intellectual health. Go through every single bucket and set a goal. And reflect on where I am and reflect where I want to go. So, okay, my mental health. Well, it's, I feel kind of cramped. I don't really feel like Happy, maybe a little depressed, a little anxious. Okay, have I been leaving the house? Have I been going outside? Have I been going to the gym? Have I been going for walks? No. Am I doing the things I need to be doing to take care of myself? Maybe not. So then I can reflect and instead of beating myself up for not doing those things, I can assess myself and go, okay, I haven't been doing those things. Let's set a goal to do, like go outside, like go on a 10 minute walk every single day set a reasonable attainable goal for yourself that makes sense um and when i heard of smart goals i really thought it was like one of the stupidest things i thought it was one of those super cliche things that people push on you but i really do believe in them now and i think they're so powerful to understand goals that make sense for you you can accomplish that don't that are not so unattainable that make you feel like shit and fall back into that um Shame, sus, shame, spiral. You want to set small goals you're able to attain. Um, I think, especially for setting super small goals, like going on a walk 10 minutes a day. For some people, that could be an enormous goal. For some people, that could be light work. Wherever you are, it does not matter. You are where you are. You're able to, if setting that 10 minute walk outside every single day is an easy goal for you, then that can set you up and you know you can accomplish it and when you feel that you can accomplish it and then when you have accomplished it then you feel like your baseline's increase and then you're able to accomplish more goals because you can trust yourself and just like continue to elevate in that manner and I think it step stacks up from all those small goals into the bigger ones so setting attainable goals setting specific things if I will walk outside every single day for 10 minutes You set exactly how long you want to do it. You set how many times you want to do it and when you want to do it. You can even say, I think something that's really helpful is in literally putting in your calendar of, I'm going to do it at 10 a.m. I'm going to go for a walk, 10 minutes every single day. I'm going to do it on my lunch break at noon every single day. I'm going to do it right when I get home at five o'clock every single day. Whenever that is for you, whatever that works for you, it doesn't have to be walking outside, but that's just one example. And going through, like I said, those buckets and finding things that in every area of your life- will help motivate you and push you to be your best self and achieve more because I do think they overlap. They're all interconnected. When you're able to work on your mental health, you'll show up better in your occupation. You'll be able to feel better and you'll be able to like read more books, learn a new language, learn more skills. So they all pour into each other. They're all connected and setting goals will help you help motivate you to keep going and focus on achieving them especially in moments that's really tough when that shame cycle hits you can focus on the hope of accomplishing that goal what that goal would feel like what that goal would look like and provide you that hope of that you will be there one day because you will and you'll start to trust yourself and believe in yourself and you can accomplish the small things okay so step number five is stop comparing yourself and this one sometimes just feels like yeah like I, it, I i when i hear people say it sometimes i'm like yeah well if i could press that button in my head and switch it off i would like if i could stop doing that i would and i empathize with you if you are one of those people like me because it's so deeply challenging and it is in our human nature to compare ourselves i think evolutionary wise that has served us a purpose I'm not really sure what that purpose is 100%, but I'm sure at some point in life that helped us survive and get us to where we are as humans. Um, But I would say now in the age of social media, it's actually preventing us from being happy and achieving the joy we want and achieving our goals because then we start feeling that shame cycle a lot of times that can be triggered by comparing yourself. And that's why I wanted to say number five is stop comparing yourself because it takes away from where you are in the present. It can defeat you from feeling like you can accomplish your goals in the future and can just make you feel like shit about yourself. Um, and start that same cycle, shame cycle, and start that negative self talk. Because, like I was even describing shame, I think a lot of it is rooted in comparison. Because if you are able to focus on yourself and focus on your goals and where you're going, you won't care about what other people are doing and it won't affect your life as deeply and you won't feel the need to beat yourself up for where you're not or where someone else- for you not being where someone else is because maybe that's not where you want to go or where you want to be or what you want to do. And I think giving yourself that grace, especially in moments when you do see someone being where you want to be, like truly. And like if you want to be a doctor and you see someone like getting into medical school and you got rejected- and you want to be there, well, that's probably part of their path and they're going to have to overcome hard things in their life too. They'll push them, but maybe this is your season and your lesson that you need to learn. Maybe you need to learn how to deal with rejection and you've maybe not dealt with it a lot in your life and maybe God or the universe or whatever you want to believe in, for me, it's God that I think that God gives us lessons, that he pushes us and gives us hard things to teach us things about ourselves and Strengthen us and give us like characteristics and tools and all the things that we need moving forward. Because maybe you're gonna need to learn how to overcome that challenge. Because there's something else in the future that will you'll be even stronger to overcome. Or maybe someone else you know will go through something similar, and then you'll be able to relate to them better. Who knows? But. I would say, especially in learning how to eliminate that um, comparison, I think a lot of it is catching yourself in the moment and like for me, something that helps me is catching myself scrolling and feeling that way and just getting out of the app. Moving the app somewhere else on my home screen so I'm not clicking on it, spending less time on social media, spending more time outside journaling. Doing a hobby, cooking, cleaning, doing whatever, like, makes me feel better. I say cooking, cleaning, because that genuinely does make me feel better. <laughs> if that doesn't make you feel better, do something that works for you. Um, But doing things that actually make you feel better and don't make you feel like shit and stop spending time, especially so much time on social media, when you're just spending it comparing yourself, because that's not beneficial to you, it's not helping you, it's not helping you achieve your goals, it's not helping you feel gratitude, it's not... Whatever it is. It's just not helping you. and serving you. So, instead of also then going the shame cycle of, I hate that I'm comparing myself. Why am I comparing myself? Why do I keep doing this? Like, giving yourself that grace. I'm human, okay? Um, and it's okay that I'm comparing myself. I'm going to give myself the compassion. Like, um, like okay, I'm scrolling Instagram right now. Mm, why, why don't I look like them? Stop. I am going to get on this app. Because I recognize that that's going to lead to more negative thoughts. And that's going to lead to a shame cycle. So you get out of the app. Go, I'm. what can I do that will make me feel better? Putting on my favorite show. Okay, you put on your favorite show. Thank you, Mackenzie, for showing up for yourself. Thank you, myself, for showing up for you. And thank you that you're able to get myself out. I'm able to get out of situations that will harm me. And thank you for trying your best. It can look like that. And I know that sounds cheesy, but like really going through like shifting your negative self-shame cycle into something that looks more like that and like having that habit of when that thought presents in your brain, you know how to exit the app. You know how to treat yourself in those moments and learning how to treat yourself better. So when those things do happen, because you will compare yourself and when they do pop in your head, it's learning to your escape route, your escape plan, I, I would say it, you could call it. Um, that's something that helps me. So, that was my fifth step strategy, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to move on to my sixth step in the strategy. It's my final one and it honestly is one of my favorites because I think a lot of times these things that I mentioned before are a little bit generic, but I think this one also is when you're able to do a lot of the other things, they naturally will fall into place and you'll want to do this one. Um, and this one is, is getting tunnel vision focus. Um, I, when you can channel into this energy and into this form of concentration and focus and uh, whatever you want to call it, it is like the best feeling ever to only care about yourself and not in a narcissistic way. Like you can be on your journey and like, like, support your boyfriend, support your girlfriend, support your partner, support your mom, support your brother, that are going through things and show up and do nice things. But, like, and then what I mean is, like, when you actually genuinely care about yourself and focus on yourself and, like, focus on your goals and energies, when you're able to, like, for example, for me, when I'm able to, like, show up and do my morning routine, then I'm able to feel, like, more like myself and feel nicer. Then I'm able to actually, Do nicer things and like go out of my way for my boyfriend and do things that will support a relationship and support his life and pour into him because I'm not pouring out of an empty cup anymore. Um, And that's a really big thing for me is learning how to tunnel vision focus because then you're also able to not only elevate your life, you're also able to then have the capacity to elevate other people's life. Because I think we're not put on this earth just to focus on our own. Um, I think focusing on your own. Initially, putting on your own oxygen mask will help you help others. Um, and with that, I would also say focusing on yourself allows you to evolve much faster in life. Instead of when you're pouring from an empty cup and say five people expect five different things from you. But you have your own goals and you have your own habits and you have your own routines that you need to do. But you put that to the side to help them. You're going to get so burnt out and resentful from experience. For example, if you are able to do your morning routine, you're able to go to the gym, whatever it is looks like for you, and you're able to like f- spend that time working on your goals, then you're able to feel, I've accomplished what I need to do. I put on my, on, o- my own oxygen mask. I'm going to go help other people. And now I'm not pouring from that empty cup. And... I'm able to feel happy and not feel resentful because I know I'm accomplishing what I need to do and I'm accomplishing what I want to do and I'm doing the things I want to do but I'm also showing up in ways I need to for others. And it's also okay to say no with that. A big aspect of getting that tunnel vision focus is allowing yourself the capacity to understand when you need to say no to things and when you can't show up for others and you are pouring from the empty cup of learning when to step back and pour into yourself, um i think it's so so important um and my analogy i want to leave you with with the tunnel vision focus is imagine a horse in a race a horse race and they have their little blinders on when they run so that they can focus on getting from the starting line to the finish line because if they were not having those blinders on and they're running the race and they're looking around at everyone else They're not gonna run as fast. They're not gonna run as fast because they're getting caught up in the person with the popcorn in the audience. They're looking at the horse next to them and having like a nice conversation. Like, enjoy your life. Be happy. But also like prioritize the things that are important to you. When you're able to like put those blinders on a little bit on the things that you want to accomplish of getting to that finish line. And sometimes maybe you do have to sacrifice a little bit of not going out, um, maybe as many nights a week because that we can spend you can just do one night alone by yourself working on your goals and then you can spend the next few nights going out and then you're able to feel happier because you're not anxious about accomplishing the goal and not having that thing done because you already did it and now you can actually truly enjoy yourself and that's what I mean by like the whole point of this podcast is I want you to be able to Take that time to dedicate for yourself. And sometimes that is hard and it feels like a sacrifice, and sometimes it is. But then also, when you're able to do that, then you're able to feel so much better when you do go out and have that fun and be happy with your friends because then you're able to know that you are not going to be anxious about doing anything that you didn't do and procrastinating something because you did it already. So, definitely put your blinders on if you want to focus on yourself and accomplishing yourself because i think and and this is like a borderline like gray area for me where when you are trying to eliminate that shame in your life you do want to just get out of it as fast as possible and i understand there's a reason for a season there's a reason sometimes you're in the area of your life you're in and you have to sometimes embrace where you are instead of getting out of it but also i think to a degree getting like putting those blenders on and focusing on your goals and getting it out getting out of that situation quicker is sometimes helpful and sometimes necessary and sometimes the thing we do need to do. So I think it, everything serves a purpose and it depends on the situation you are in life and depends on what, you're, what goal you're trying to accomplish and where you want to go and where you're starting from. Give yourself grace. Or if you're starting with like two broken legs and everyone else is running faster than you, give yourself that grace that like, you you're starting with a disadvantage and you are gonna finish just not in a pace that other people will and that's your own journey to experience um and when you're able to not compare yourself and i think it goes hand in hand if you put that tunnel vision focus in your brain you won't want to compare yourself and you'll be tunnel vision on your goals you'll set your goals and you'll be able to focus on them and accomplishing them and you won't think about your shame it's like so interconnected So those are my six steps and I just kind of want to recap them really quick before wrapping up this podcast episode. So they are healing and letting go of the past, forming a gratitude practice, forming habits that pour into you, setting goals, stop comparing yourself, and getting tunnel vision focused. So those are my six steps or strategies, whatever you want to call them, into eliminating shame in your life and being able just to take back that control and take that power over that emotion that it serves a purpose in your life. It serves as a tool in certain times and places, but it also should not have the power to overrun your life and make you miserable every single day. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to it. I hope it was helpful. I hope you learned something and I hope you're able to take back that control over shame in your life. Um, without further ado, I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Let's Get Real podcast. If you enjoyed our candid conversations about health and wellness, don't forget to subscribe for more real and raw insights. The best way to support the podcast is to rate and review. Also, if you'd like to connect with the podcast and I on social media, you can find us at at Mackenzie Missile and at Let's Get Real pod on Instagram, threads and TikTok. I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions or even share your own wellness journey with me. Lastly, remember your wellness journey is uniquely yours. Embrace the imperfections, celebrate the victories, and let's continue this journey together. Until next time, stay real and stay well.